Howdy do buckaroos! Welcome to Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. This is the Westworld podcast on the incomparable. As always, we are here on Sunday night to react to the entertainment unit we've just received from Olympiad. Uh, and by we, I mean your hosts. I am Kelly Gamont. With me, as always, is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. <laughs> now, um, this episode, this is uh, episode six of eight. So we're now two thirds of the way through. And Fidelity. this one is called Fidelity. Yeah. Mm. And I I don't know about you, but I am just sick and tired of the Westworld team just phoning in these episodes. You know, you know when you, know you can see everything said. coming up Michigan <laughs> Ave, it's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was talking in another uh, private chat with somebody and they asked me how I was. And I said, I don't know. I'm having an existential crisis right now. <laughs> um, yes. Apparently because, we should have named our show question the nature of your reality. reality. Cause that's all we're going to end up doing. Right. Yeah. Boy, so, um, I, we I don't know, know about you, but, but, you know, just pressing, pressing play when we got to that point, I, I made a mistake because I I drank an entire cup of coffee (laughs) and I watched the rest of that episode cross-legged because I was not pausing it for anything. You you know, nuclear weapons could have went off and I was not going to pause that show. And no, no, I just need to know how far I can get before before the fallout hits. Right. So we are going to react. And as per tradition, I am setting the timer for 20 minutes and it starts now. So. Holy God. I think what I texted you was uh there is not enough whiskey for this Tango Fox trot. Yep. Um yeah. and <laughs> I I Lord. said the uh I said the yeah, that was an episode of television. Yeah. Uh, we got we got a whole lot. And I mean, you know, some of it I felt was super relatable because who hasn't had that classic dream? of slowly losing your mind as you are in a fish tank of an insane asylum, as you look through the walls at all the other versions of yourself who are all in various stages of deterioration. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> two, three times a week for me. You know, uh, the, uh, yeah. You remember how I said after episode four, that was my favorite episode. And then we were doing the <laughs> reaction episode five. It's like, no, that was my favorite episode. <laughs> And it's like, damn it. And that's now fun. I've got a new favorite episode. Yeah. This and, was uh and this spectacular. was mostly the, this was mostly the Pinkman show. And uh it really you know, was. it's like last week with Ed Harris. I he and Aaron uh Paul Seption here uh <laughs> are are gonna have to fight over the Emmy, I think. Um, I, fingers crossed. Um fingers crossed. and that's a fight I'd watch. Yeah, that's a fight I'd watch out. Yeah. Uh so uh yeah, that was uh that that as an actor, that was probably one enormous fun and two just frightening. And I remember the first time I saw episode four of season two, The Riddle of the Sphinx, where mm-hmm. we saw James Dellis go through this, and I yeah. fell in love with that episode. It also just creeped me the fuck out. Well, this not. was like an order of magnitude, more liquid in your trousers kind of feeling. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just, it was the, 
the creepiness was visceral there sometimes and seeing mm-hmm. uh Aaron Paul doing that those affectations um and as he continued in cognitive decline yeah uh, and a man my age we we know what this is like uh (laughs) that was that was something else so you know my reaction was like yeah that was what i don't see where this is in one sense is how can they possibly do another season and follow this one up i mean this is getting perilously close to the awesomeness of season one. Yeah. And I I would say now, uh, six episodes in, this is better than even season two. Uh, yeah. It's actually been more consistent. Yes. I would give it, definitely give it more consistency. And also um, it feels like as confusing as it is and as confused as we are sometimes at the end of episodes, uh, this feels definitely more coherent than what we got out of out of season two and is still sort of giving us strong, the strong park vibes of season one. Like a lot of a lot of the criticism of season three is you left the park, you fools. Why would you do that? Um, and so that was the thing I thought was was interesting about this one. In, this in particular is that everything feels pretty linear everybody's motivations are right out there on the table and it's just because we're all we're all playing on a completely different board for this round of game playing which is that you know because we're human right and have not been infected with the flyrus yet um we think hale is the bad guy and you know kind of by the end of this episode i think even she couldn't escape that that was true yeah i mean we saw her arm you know because she's worried that all these people are right and caleb basically stared her down and wasn't that an amazing like picked him up off the ground with one hand snapped his neck and left him there like whoa um and did you notice there's a very important thing that she mm -hmm. did she killed all the previous hosts Mm -hmm. versions of them that were in decline and she Mm -hmm. had uh, one of the drones go and clean the marks off the grate. Yeah. So so no more Caleb. Help. Yeah, Caleb. No more help. No getting out of that. She is obviously going to try a new ploy yeah. with old number one eighty seven. Right, it's one eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Is this one uh, the latest one? And so, uh, who of course won't remember sending uh, his daughter right. that message that she only partially heard. Yeah. Uh, which could Which be why was, she's crying in that that clip we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, there are a so, lot of reasons, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, I thought that was uh, significant. The other thing is we also understand what Jay saw in the stairwell the last episode yeah. that we, we mentioned only very briefly in the analysis show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, it was a very brief of, thing that we saw and went. Yeah, th- hmm. there was no explanation for that. Yeah. But now, you know. No wonder he had that expression on his face because he saw yeah. himself as a, as a, as a host. Yeah. So uh, I love little throwaway things like when Bernard is talking about all the iterations. You know, one time it's your <laughs> one girlfriend, time it was one Stubbs. time Jeff. Yeah, one time it was Stubbs, <laughs> and Stubbs was like, "What? What? What? You know, this is just sometimes 
I identify with Stubbs more oh. than any other character in this series. 100%. Just yeah. I I cuz Stubbs is always the guy who just does not know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And uh and that's totally And somehow finds himself in the middle of it pretty yeah. consistently, yeah. which I also sort of appreciate about him. But uh they they are back together. I'm very, as you know, I'm very happy about this. They're the one true pairing of this show, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and uh, I, so I was very glad to see them back together. I was very worried when it looked like it was going to all come apart. Uh, you know, we're going to shoot everybody. And then she's like, oh, well, it, you know, if it, it, it's my girlfriend. Of course, she knows, you know. She would know better than to say something like that. So I'm going to lock her away. I'm going to lock her up because I can't trust anybody. And then Jay sits down to try and bargain with her. You know, you're like a sister to me. And I went, oh, dude, you're done. It's you. It's you. It's you. There's a bullet through your control unit. Yep. Yeah. So and then uh, but then I did like how he went out. That was very nice. Well played by Frankie. I appreciated that a lot. Uh, yeah. also where's, love her, the, where's also the control love, unit behind you <laughs> yep i also love the uh subtlety of uh uh of her performance uh that's a very difficult line to to walk to be uh you know to be the little girl yearning for your dad mm-hmm. and to also be uh a kick-ass warrior and yeah. uh that was a very interesting thing. I thought the direction of this episode was just uh exceptional. And oh yeah. Uh the I think it was the you to look this up real quick so I can sound halfway intelligent. <laughs> uh I was I'm not familiar with the director. Oh Andrew uh Seckler, has he done an episode before? I don't I'm think so. I'm not has he? sure, but that name doesn't it, sound yeah, it's like not, anything to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ooh, subtle. Uh, the uh, We do that a lot to each other for just other random stuff when we're not even talking about this show. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I never, this is a guy out of left field, but he just, uh, he just did a, like, an amazing job there. Yeah. Uh, I, also think uh uh Jeffrey Wright has the coolest job in the world of being given dialogue that just infuriates everybody he <laughs> says it to. I feel like that would be really hard if everybody gets a lot, you know, because like everyone on set, you know, when we watch the little behind the scenes and stuff, everybody talks about how he he's so lovely and he's so kind and he, you know, he's such a good friend to everybody and so approachable and delightful and on and on. And then like his whole job on the show is to, you know, be Yoda and like tell people stuff about the future and have everybody act like he's not making any sense and be really irritated by it. How did Stubbs put it? He's right. He's really annoying about it sometimes, but he's right. Yeah. And it's something like that. Yeah. Like that feels, I would feel kind of bad having to like spend the rest of my time rolling my eyes at him if he's such a nice guy, you know, when the cameras aren't rolling. Like, so. So we, we got lots of Caleb. This was, uh, yes. Uh, that was his standout episode. And we and got zero Bernard. Christina. So I'm exactly still very zero antsy about 
Yeah. Zero Christina, zero Teddy, and mm-hmm. zero uh, Maya, and zero Man in Black and Host in Black. Yes. Nothing. Yep. And that was... Uh, uh, so that's I next week, I'm presuming. I mean, yeah. So if this is going to be uh, a four act play, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So the last two episodes, um, well, we we tend to lump them together because usually yeah. seven and eight or eight and nine, you know, whatever, um, tend to be sort of two part, you know, two halves of one larger story that we're that we're being told so they and tend to go together we, the one thing we don't know is whether the final episode is going to be a 90 minute episode as has that's true as has been tradition sometimes mm-hmm. uh, uh and so that they have been a bit see. longer in at, at points like and some of the other ones too like some of some of yeah. our our pre-finale episodes you know um have been a bit longer than the than the norm which which is still fine. I mean, you know, it's it's oh, one of I the nice mind. things about HBO and all of that is, you know, you it's not 48 minutes or GTFO. You know, you get the amount of time it takes. So um, I feel like we know some more about what's happening. Um, oh, yeah. Most we still don't have everybody in the same place, which is disappointing because um, I figured this week we'd we'd get everybody together and then next week we'd set everything up and then the last two you know would jump off so uh, i'm really we have another I'm really chapter sad yet. that we you know we've obviously lost uh Iwadi except in flashbacks because uh frankie or c confirmed that mm-hmm. uh she's dead that she had died well yeah. she said when my mom was sick i don't yeah. remember if she said that she had died so well, the implication was she was Yeah, a lot but of pain. I also yeah, but we've said it before, Don, when you assume you make a host out of you and me. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um cuz I like the idea of Caleb getting to reunite with her. That would be a nice. Caleb getting to reunite with her in some way and you know for one brief shining moment his entire family is back together before it all goes to hell. One thing's for sure is that they still can't get a human copy to live outside mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in the real world, which makes me wonder what really is the host in black? Yeah. Cause he feels like more somehow. Yeah. Like, and I wonder if it's because he knows she has more rigid control of him or less rigid yeah. control of him. Or I'm the fact sure. that he he doesn't actually think he's the original. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he wasn't built to be the original, so maybe... But maybe he is also version 187. I mean, that yeah. could be. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Um, yeah. But so, it's clear It's clear what uh, Hale has been doing for, like, the last 25 years, right? All these yeah. different versions and stuff. Yeah, and this takes a while planning. They may have went through uh, various loops to do that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, um, also, I must say, the drone hosts are just creepy whenever they show them. They are, and I checked. Um, I did the math. Like I built this little Excel spreadsheet to do the calculation, and they are 
precisely down to a hundredth of a percentage point as terrifying as they were the first time we saw them. Yes. Pretty. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's still you can do the horrible math. and very much like climb over the back of the couch wait because well, they're, they're no better and they're it's no the less face, terrifying. It's that, it's that yeah. flat face that creeps me out the most like when they went mm-hmm. in the flashback sequence when Frankie was a little girl and yeah. she was rescuing Jay and they go up to everybody with that yes. flat face and I'm like thinking <gasps> how how do you not just freak out when something yep. like that happens yeah it was it was very scary. And it was they're they're just as scary even after Caleb took the the I think the technical term for it is spiky majigger to that one and took it out and left it laying there. I was like, Oh, it's not dead. It's not dead. It's coming for you. It's not dead. <laughs> I was still very freaked out by it, even though it, you know, at that point, you know, when it wasn't moving at all and wasn't doing anything, I was still like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, it was very spiky. Majigger is it is a proper term, by the way. I, I thought of it when he first reached for that. Is like that is one impressive, large, high tech wine uh, bottle opener. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm glad to know they have corkscrews in the future. That's yeah, very, very comforting. Right into the faces of those damn things. Oh yes. Uh, every one of them. I would not feel bad about that. I would watch an episode of just that, probably, to be completely yeah. honest, because maybe it would feel a little That better. would be cathartic, wouldn't it? It would. I would yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Maybe Stubbs will go to town on a few of them and, and we'll get to see him do something fun and, and then say something clever at the end, right? So Yeah. So yeah. clearly stick that in your timeline, Bernard. Clearly <laughs> also I think Hale, after she offs number one seventy-eight, Caleb. After mm-hmm. he uh, tells her off, and she goes to the edge of the precipices, uh, precipice at the uh, top of the building. Yeah, you can see things are starting to break down there. She considered what we all thought she should do, mm-hmm. uh, and so that is very interesting. And her her insistence that. Uh, her kind are all perfect and rational and everything else is just it's it's just sounding more ridiculous by the episode so mm-hmm. my question is uh and i we should probably say most of this for the uh analysis, the analysis show but yeah. uh, uh my question is is what's the hib's plan uh for uh for her I mean, how is he going to be a fly in the ointment of her plans? (laughs) Uh, And what what is her play with this very likely final version of Caleb? Mm -hmm. Uh, And what is what is the end game that Bernard has seen all along and that Maeve and Frankie uh, have signed up for. By the way, I love Maeve's line when uh, C says, I'm Frankie, Caleb's daughter. And there's uh, a couple of beats there. And Maeve says, of course you are. Mm -hmm. And nods as if, you know, it all makes sense now. It's like the inevitable. I mean, if there wasn't an artificial being that 
believed in fate before there was one then. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, and also Maeve didn't have a problem believing that that was Caleb's voice that she heard. Yeah. Because you can just tell the wheels are spinning inside that head. Mm -hmm. And I loved watching her doing that. And I, I, I loved watching uh, like watching that process and watching the two of them kind of um, get get together sort of and have that conversation. You know, I was mad at you for a long time and I realized, you know, if he was still alive at all, it was, you know, because you you had gone with him. And and I really liked that they sort of had that moment of bonding because I feel like that just sets them up to kick all of the ass next week, which. Oh, I'm that's what I'm hoping. very much well, looking forward for- to. Well, well, kick all of the ass for the next two episodes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they are, they, yeah. they will be a formidable pair. Oh, yes. Uh, in fact, actually, now that I think about it, it probably won't be next week because next week we have to get the fallout of Christina finding out that she's the master storyteller. So uh, whenever it happens, um, I can't wait to watch the two of them go to town. I think it's going to be a lot right. of fun. Yeah, and, so, uh, you know, one thing I did to refresh my memory uh, before this episode started, uh-huh. I watched the end of episode five because mm-hmm. I figured, you know, we're we're going to see that in the previously on. There was no previously on. We went right into the cold open. And then uh, I wanted to have that context in my mind because I figured we'd take up from there. And no, mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't do that. <laughs> Not at all. Nothing like that. So, uh, but again, as you know, there it is. The unpredictability of the show is just, is just delightful. Yes. And that was the thing that I I thought every time something took a hard left, every time we got a new revelation, I was like, well, Dawn's happy about this. I can tell. (laughs) It took my mind off some really uh, terrible news about, uh, three different c- celebrities. You know, these things always happen yeah. in threes, and uh, all three were in one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, uh, uh, we lost the the fabulous and lovely and groundbreaking Nichelle Nichols today yes. as we record this, among yes. other uh, uh, among other awesome uh people, and uh, yeah. that that was. Very sad. We both announced that in two separate places. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I also wasn't expecting my weather app to tell me yeah, that she had passed that. away, which was very surprising. Um, yeah. Not not what I thought I'd get with the weather. I I, I found it out <laughs> from Slack from our mutual friend, uh, uh, Chris. Oh. And uh, t- told me, yes. like, right as I. Well, hi, Chris. Yes. He's a friend of the show. We'll call him a friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Um, I also got some texts I need to reply to from friend of the show, Christos, who we gave the shout out to. Oh, yes. Hi, Christos. Um, So this is going to do it for us. Uh, We will be back uh, to step into analysis later this week. And uh, until then, be excellent to each other.